All right, fans, welcome back to another edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. We're here to review and react to tonight's WWE Battleground pay-per-view. Let's uh, introduce the crew. We have everybody here tonight. Two Chains, how you feeling? What's up, partner? We got Dr. M in the house. Um, dude, I'm a little confused, to be quite honest. Well, we're, we're going to help you out, good doctor. We have uh, Mr. D. Wayne in the house. Yo. And Mr. Silly Sellis, a.k.a. Sellis. Is this best for business? Well, we're going we're gonna to cover that. Um, I, just as kind of a preface, I was in St. Louis, the site of Battleground this weekend. Went on a family trip to uh, state capital of Illinois, Springfield, Illinois, and then we made our way a little farther south to St. Louis. I am impressed with how loud that crowd was at different times tonight because it was insanely hot down there, as I'm sure it was in many parts of the country. But, oh, my gosh, we were at the Cardinals game yesterday, and we only made it through the seventh inning, and then we went back to the hotel, and our hotel had a five-screen movie theater in the lobby. And so I, I, uh, my wife, my brother, and I caught a late showing of Trainwreck, and I have to say, we're going to get into John Cena's match first, I think, but I want to say that John Cena used to be my wife's favorite wrestler until we saw Trainwreck. Now, 2 Chains, I know that you can concur this with me because you also saw the movie. We talked about it a little bit on text last night. <laughs> she no longer likes John Cena because of his acting and also because of a certain scene in that movie, we're not going to discuss it in depth on the podcast, but I'm sure you know what scene I'm talking about, right, yep, James? Yep, <laughs> That's why I figured you was laughing at me uh, yesterday. I didn't realize you was uh, already in it, but I tried to call you, so, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it was, um, let's just say that the John Cena in Trainwreck is a complete 180 of the John Cena character you see on Monday Night Raw every week. That's all I'm going to say. That said... <laughs> That was a great movie. I highly recommend it. Um, why don't we go right into the Cena Monster Files? If you're prepared, Dwayne, the Cena Monster Files for Kevin Owens. Go for it. Of how I am right. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. One. The rest of you all zero. (laughs) Yes. And you know what made it worse? He tapped out. Yeah. That really was the worst. Bam. All and everyone faces. (laughs) So Kevin Owens, guess what? You are on. The Cena monster list officially. Oh, I cannot <laughs> believe that. You, you know what? You're not even off the hook yet because just like just like I read the other day, and it's probably an overstatement. A feud ain't always as good as you always win in every match. So the fact that John Cena has the upper hand right now just makes me feel like uh, Kevin Owens will be back and will win the belt on a higher stage. So battleground, no winning in here, nothing. Uh, SummerSlam, watch. watch. I mean, I, I won't be surprised if he does win in their SummerSlam. But the thing is, it's the thing about this one is the simple fact that he tapped out. Yeah, yeah that's bad. Yeah. It's just bad. It's a bad look. 
as soon as that match ended, I was watching it with my wife, and as soon as it ended, I said, man, Dr. M is going to be furious on the podcast tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, he he is furious. On the <laughs> <laughs> you know. Why don't you tell us? Um, do you let me ask you this, Doctor M? Do you think that he can recover and possibly win the United States Championship at SummerSlam, considering where we might see Rusev and or uh, Cesaro factor in? Which I was surprised we didn't see either of them tonight. I mean, I still think he will win the U.S. Championship, but. Uh... Then again, you know, I don't even know what to think anymore because, you know, I don't have a I don't have a big issue with uh, Kevin Owens losing, but again, I think we can all agree to tap out. I don't know if that was the best move. I mean, what what better way to kill a guy's momentum than to have him tap out? Um, so, I mean, I'd like to think, like I said before, that he is still gonna come out with the title at some point soon. But uh, man, I'm just I'm, I'm a little confused by that right now. I mean. It's pretty much the Cena monster striking again. That's all I could think about at the end of this match. Which was, yeah. by the way, I don't know if you guys felt this way. Did you think this was, out of the three matches they had, was this the best one? I think it was. I think so, too. Uh, I don't think so. Which which one would you say is the best, then, Celis? I, I would say the first one was actually the best one. Um, just due to the fact that, you know, both members actually when it came to the second and third matches it was like a repeat the same moves you saw coming you know there was going to do athleticism there was going to be some near falls there's going to be some you know exciting moments but that all was built up in that first match so when they had the second match for the rematch okay you can understand Cena win but when you have the third match in like this it's basically you saw the same thing but with just a tap out ending yeah. Just to add to your part, Dr. Emma, I don't see any point of them two even wrestling anymore. I mean, it's like when somebody taps out, that's the ultimate end of a feud. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you can't recover from tapping out. Yeah. Well, uh, it's, I think you can recover. I think, like, like I think I do think you'll win at SummerSlam. I, and only, only because it is a bigger pay-per-view, and they probably want to get Cena, the belt off Cena at SummerSlam. But I think that him tapping out, it kind of does take away that excitement that I, that people that do have for him. Okay, I did, anyway, I did, let, me, let me ask this question. I'm sorry, let me ask this question. Okay, so Kevin Owens wins the first match. Oh, I can beat Cena any time, but then you lose. Okay, you mm-hmm. lose the NXT championship belt. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, I want this U.S. title, and then you lose on Battleground. What is the point? How can you sell me on the match that makes me think that Kevin Owens is going to win again? It's like a Rusev you can, match all you, over again. You yeah. can sell it. You can, you can sell him on the match because at SummerSlam it's a bigger pay-per-view. And the thing is, it's John Cena we're talking about. So it's not like he's losing to a bum. He's losing to practically the, you know, the guy. So at the end of the day, there's no point of Cena having this United States title anymore. I mean, he did, he did as much as he could for it. So... I do think he will win the U.S. title. Will people be excited about the match? Eh, I mean, it'll be, you'll see it. You'll see it again. The only way you can make it exciting is if Cena taps out, which I doubt they do because Cena never taps out. The only um, way I can see it exciting, if you have Rusev and Cesaro in there making a fatal four-way and then Kevin Owens wins, but he doesn't pin Cena, that's the only way I can see him winning. Maybe. I do not want to see another one match. I don't. But you, you can't have that because if you, it kind of it kind of just wastes the whole 
Cena endorsing Kevin Owens. You know what I'm saying? They wasted it tonight. I understand what you're saying on the big time pay per view, but if a $10 pay per view is a $10 pay per view, it doesn't matter if it's SummerSlam, it doesn't matter if it's Battle Royale. It does matter because it does matter. Because, alright, so if you have back to back losses, but you end up winning at WrestleMania, does it matter? Yeah, that's a a great point. That's a great point, yeah. I I have to agree, though, fellas, though. The, The first one definitely was the better. Was the um the better match? You've seen Cena elevate his moveset. Uh, we've seen Kevin Owens is a a A list wrestler. He's a he's a main attraction. And I mean, and just like any trilogy, when has the third one ever been the best in anything? Right. <laughs> Not one movie or any wrestling match trilogy have you ever said the third was the best ever. It's not possible. I just feel like their chemistry was top notch in this third match. I mean, the first match was yeah, great. I don't, definitely. I don't disagree with you all at all. But you could tell they were, they were still learning each other in that first mm-hmm. match. Whereas yeah. in this third match, I thought everything clicked. I thought, and, and, and on that note too, that's a, all the more reason why I liked the first one better because I felt more of the indie Kevin Owens right. original type of style with. With the first one, where this one is just, it felt WWE's. You right. just like, oh yeah, we done, we done wrestled and practiced this whole match over and over and over. Exactly. So we're it, did. It. It, did, it, it did. It did, but it, it definitely had more of an, a Ring of Honor kind of last five minute finish to it, where you have like seventeen finishers. <laughs> you gotta admit that it was definitely Ring of Honorish at the end. Oh yeah. Well. I guess we'll wait and see kind of what they do with Kevin Owens. I know you got to remember, too, he's going to be facing Finn Balor in Brooklyn. Um, Two Chains, did you decide if you're going to be attending that show or not? No, because it looks like uh, nobody else wants to go. And uh, If I lived out east, I'd go with you, brother. Yes, yeah, it's, it's painful because I keep seeing – I saw Stephanie McMahon tweet about it today, and I was just like, oh, just erase for my life. Like, oh, hurry up. I wish I could, but I can't. Yeah. Well, I guess we can look forward to it. We'll just tell fans now. We just, um, this weekend, we secured our tickets for the day two Ring of Honor event in Dallas, WrestleMania weekend. So Big Gold Belt will be in the house on day two of Ring of Honor. That's April 2nd. And we're looking forward, hopefully, to an NXT uh, announcement for a Friday show that weekend so we can have wrestling every single night. So yeah. more to come on that. But big gold belt in the house. Uh, we're sitting eighth row, camera side. Looking forward to it. Um, should we talk about Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins next? Nah. You want to save, <laughs> save, save that for the last? You want to nah. save that, friend? Okay, well, let's, let me, uh, let's go down the card. Let's, let's, let's talk about that for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very big issue right now. Oh, I and think... I'm still lost. No, this, but we, we can save way. that to the end. All right, let's, yeah. save, let's save it for the end. <laughs> We'll just run down the card. Um, I thought the pre- I did catch the pre-show this time. I don't know how many of you guys did. I thought it was a well-worked match. You kind of knew Barrett was going to win. Um, yeah. Our truth. I mean, the crowd was digging our truth like a lot. I was surprised by that. He was getting a lot of feedback it's a tonight. Great crowd tonight. It was. Yeah, it was. He cut a good promo too. Before that, a more more of a serious tone than I've seen him in recent years. Yeah. Our so, truth. Oh man. Yeah, I'll be listening, man. As serious as you can be with a plunger in your hand, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but that's what he's that, that, 
and that's what they alluded to. It's just like I don't care what you see. You see this plunger, you see this plunger, you see this uh, fake paper mache crown. He's like, but the, what's serious is that I can get in that ring. Go my career. I can I can use these. Alluding to his hands, like it was a, it was a serious tone promo. He, even even he kind of chuckled at himself about it. Yeah. Know? And they worked. I mean, it was like at least 10 minutes, if not longer. I thought it was a decent match, you know, get the crowd yeah. hyped. I was, like you said, I was surprised the crowd was spot on the whole night, which I kind of had a negative feeling going into it because I was at the Cardinals-Mets game when I was in St. Louis last night, and uh, I sat by a lot of very rude fans last night, so I was kind of down <laughs> on the on the fans of St. Louis. Um, beautiful ballpark, though, nevertheless. Um, moving on to the actual opener, we had the hometown boy, Randy Orton, uh, defeating Mr. Money in the Bank, Sheamus. Uh, again, a very well-worked match. Um, it's a shame there wasn't more of a story behind it. The, I mean, the announcers were trying their best to sell it to us, but I don't know. I, I found it very difficult to care about this match. Just too scripted. Yeah. Yes, it was too scripted. Yeah, this is like the, what, 88th time we've seen Orton versus Sheamus. Yeah. But I have to say that I think this is the match I paid attention to the most. Um, and it may have been because Orton was, you know, in his hometown, the crowd was into it. So I probably was a little more invested, but, uh, I agree. It was a well-worked match and I, I was as Seamus always asks, I actually was entertained, <laughs> um, throughout the whole match. So it's a good opener. Can I, can I ask you guys a question here? What, I'm having a hard time with this match, especially because I don't know where they're going with the, the Randy Orton character. And almost more importantly, where are we going with Mr. Money in the Bank? He's jobbing a lot. There's very big lack of direction. I guess you always have somewhat of a grounding when you have the briefcase. But, like, Silas, where are they going with these two? The only way I can see where they're going is that SummerSlam is actually going to be a battle for the case. Um, because Randy Orton said, okay, Seamus, I beat you X amount of times. Why don't I be the one that holds the briefcase and they battle for the briefcase at uh, SummerSlam? And one thing I alluded to in the match is Sheamus has opened three of the last four pay-per-views as being the number one match. And I, I love Sheamus' entrance music. I love his look. But you really can't do anything until you know he's going to compete for that WWE. Maybe SummerSlam, you can get a tease to do it, depending on what they do with Seth, which we'll talk about later. But that's the only way I can see those two uh, going to SummerSlam. SummerSlam, just fighting for that case. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. We've seen that before. I know that when Mr. Kennedy was hurt, he defended the case. And I think RVD defended it against uh, Shelton Benjamin at a pay-per-view. Uh, two chains, are you in agreement with that? Maybe we put the case up for grabs? I don't, I don't think so. No? Well, what, what do you think they're going to do then? Because I'm, I'm kind of lost here. I, I think they're lost too. But, um, <laughs> That's not surprising. I, I like Seamus, like I was saying in the chat, I like Seamus opening it up. His character uh, sets the tone. His theme music sets the vibe in his own, too. And it's just like, you know, if you want to see how a heel's going to, you know, get reaction from the crowd, then put the ultimate heel out there right now. True. And, you know, they, you know, they, the You Look Stupid chats broke out. Um, Orton got an extreme pop, which is going to be the, the biggest face of the night, a sort of say face, I guess that's what you want to call. <laughs> so, you, you you know, you, you got a good feel about what the crowd was going to present. And I, I, I think as far as I'm concerned, until his reign up to the top, when he has to use the uh, the uh, money in the bank briefcase, keep him down as an opening card. But I think this is only going to be the transition that you see about 
when they're gonna start using this character more. When you start seeing him, you know, second, third match until he's eventually gonna end up being in some type of a main event with it. You know, this is right now you're seeing the beginning stages of it. I think that's an actually that's an. I know. Let me let me cut in first. I think that's a tremendous point you make because I think about past Money in the Bank winners and how they hot shotted them towards the title like almost immediately after getting the briefcase when they, like you're saying, they, they weren't built up to be in the main event to be a champion. I think about, you remember Jack Swagger, right after WrestleMania 26, I want to say it was the Raw after Mania 26, he cashed uh, the briefcase in on Jericho immediately, and his title reign was a flop. And there's a couple other ones, I can't think of them all right now, but that's a great point you make. D-Wayne, you weren't feeling that? I'm not feeling Seamus at all. Yeah. I think, I like to say, hi, Seamus. How are you? You'll be like John Cena and lose when you cash in. I don't see it. It's no point in having the money in the bank. I'm not excited about him. To me, he's just the pale dude that, you know, Triple H obviously loves, but I don't. It's, it's, I don't see it. If anything... He's a filler. If he ever wins the belt, he'll be a filler champion. But besides that, it's no excitement for me. That's I like the point you make there because, like, the Seamus character, he was out on injury for so long, and they tried to bring him back with a new look. But the gimmick's still very much the same. Maybe a little more rough around the edges, but he's mostly still the same. It's why Barrett's swimming and sinking right now, too. Because, like, he's got this king gimmick, but he still sounds British because he is British. There's not much he's doing differently outside of a different outfit. And it's nothing new to latch on to. But um, I guess we'll see where they go with it. Um, what was the next match? Was it um, the tag match? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I love the New Day's opening promo, but after that it was just, you know, not a bad match, but it just kind of felt like more of the same. Anybody have anything they want to say about this one? I mean, I hate to down the primetime players, but it just wasn't the right time to take the New Day off the belt. You're trying to force the primetime players to everybody and it's just not selling it's just not working for me yeah i think it's a little flat totally don't agree no okay totally don't agree um the one thing that i think maybe maybe it seems like only me and bryce are realizing that this is battleground there's nothing i don't think nothing pivotal should happen here which is i'm going to get back into this later but nothing pivotal should happen into this ten dollar pay-per-view you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, if one pay-per-view had to be written off in a year, it could have been this one already. Because it's, oh, it's, it's just a filler. Here's a question for you. Why didn't you even have a pay-per-view like this if you're just going to waste it? I, I don't know. I mean, that's, fast, that's, like fast asking, that's, that's like asking why would you have any other pay-per-view between all of the main four pay-per-views. Fastlane. <laughs> With the replacement for the, I mean, for the elimination chamber, and then what, do you, what happens? The elimination chamber back. comes back. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but I don't think nothing pivotal should happen. Um, the new day, just like I said in the prediction, the new day is not going to lose their buzz. The gimmick is hot. It might be the hottest thing going right now. And the primetime players is also getting a lot of, um, they're, they're getting a lot of crowd love too, which is good because you look at. You look at the two of them, they was kind of swimming around for a little bit. And the fact that it seems that the tag team belts are giving people um, the kind of recognition they deserve, just just like Tyson Kidd and Cesaro, you know, they kind of worked against and they kind of like became relevant again. This is helping them out. But the New Day is going to be fine. 
He'll be fine all the way what? to WrestleMania with this with this I, I have so I have I have to disagree. And I'm sorry to tell you this, but I'm not I'm starting to not get that excitement from New Day anymore. It's just because they keep losing. It's just they're uh, it's something about them. I think that's not their fault. I think it's creative trying to do something that they shouldn't have done. Right. I, I think they should. I think they should have kept the belts, and what, they would have got more heat from agreed. for keeping the belts than you know losing the belts and trying to get. I just it just did something. Here's here's, here's my thing. If we were at this event live and a new day comes out, are you clapping to it? Yes. Yep. Yep. If, yes. It, if Fandango came out, are you doing a dance? No. Not exactly. No exactly. That's the point. They're relevant. They're still hot, and it's going to be like that for a while. I agree. You know that's that's part of the buzz when you're when you become who they who they want you to be. If like you know the whole you suck from Kurt Angle when you when you become those people, that means it's working. Yeah. yeah but but you don't have long, to win. Though. You don't have to are, win. You don't have to win. But how long are they going to be those people? I think. Yeah, I think that. They can, what, they've been hot for about what three, four months now. They got, they it's got, gonna it's gonna wear off. It is. Got, it is. But have a lot of time before it wears exactly. off. Yeah, and at that point, off. then you blow it up and you have them feud on each other, and maybe you get Big E over the hump, or you get Kobe over the hump as or kind of a singles them, guy. Or turn them super heel. Yeah, I mean, you could you could turn it from like a comedy shtick kind of heel thing to like straight up nasty heels, um, especially when. Let me let me switch gears on it because like I'm thinking about if they did turn super nasty heel, maybe eventually in the primetime players. Like who do they feud with next, and who do the primetime players feud with next if they decide that they're going to go a different route for SummerSlam and not have these guys wrestle again? Well, like, who no, else is in the division like now? The families getting back together. Yeah, and but it seems like they got thing, they got stuff with Roman Reigns still going. I don't see that being their focus yeah, right now. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. I mean, that was the next match on the card, so we can move right into it. Divas, but no, Divas. No, 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 the Divas were after that. I just looked online. Yeah, Divas was after that. Oh, it was. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's go back to to this family. And everyone knew that the families would get back together. I mean, you have one. That is going to come soon. We knew that. Yeah, Rowan's Rowan's out for like three more months with an injury. Yeah, Yeah, he's out for a while. So, I mean, mean, we knew the families would come back together. It was only just a matter of time because I think that Bray Wyatt, to a certain extent, needs his family. That's that's what I think he needed. He needs his family for it to work right now. Yeah. I think I think if his promo is follow the buzzers, you know, and you obviously call the crowd your fire your fireflies, it works knowing you actually have a following. Yep. With having yeah. somebody behind you, you know, uh, the Undertaker and what were they called? The acolytes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, the it's ministry. Amazing. The ministry. Yeah. The ministry. Yeah. There we go. There we go. It worked because of, look at the crew that was behind them. Big Viscera, the APA, like. It, you you was you was sold that when they came out the crucifixions you knew it was real and I yeah. think the whole Bray Wyatt game will follow the buzzers if you don't have a following it just seems less fierce than it mm-hmm. than it did before that, yeah and I think uh, I think Luke Harper needed Bray Wyatt 
just as much as Brady. Oh, and Luke. Yeah. Um, you know, as great as Luke is in the ring, as great as a performer he is, um, I don't think he can kind of do it on his own. So let me let me ask you guys this: is a question we kind of because tra- obviously these guys are going to meet again at SummerSlam, right? It's yeah. not over yet. I'd like to say thank you, Bray, for winning another feud and still having no direction. That's my point. That's yeah. where I was going. Yeah. Here, what do you guys think about this? Just fantasy booking SummerSlam. Okay, so he's got Luke Harper, the family, sort of back together. What if you transition it to a tag match? Who, you know, I, I think you pick Dean Ambrose to be Roman's partner. Maybe yep. we finally get Dean to turn on him. So we can kind of have, because they've been, you know, pairing those guys up so much. Someone's got to turn on somebody. I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe give Dean a break here. Dean wasn't even on the pay-per-view tonight. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think a full-fledged turn, but I see frustration that builds some, you know, friction. Yeah, maybe do it like a slow a slow burn type of thing instead of an all-out turn. I like yeah. that. I can get down with that. I mean, I thought I thought it was a good match. Like it started out slow and it got hot at the end. I thought Bray looked like a million bucks. Roman had his spots in. I thought it was good. I have I have no complaints with it. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a good match as well. Although I, I mean, this is so dangerous for Roman Reigns right now. Like I yep. said, I think a couple of podcasts ago, because I mean, this guy was finally getting mostly cheers from the audience, and then. You know, against in the ring against Bray Wyatt. You know, I'm sure we all heard those boos coming down. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, what are we doing with Roman Reigns here? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, everybody knows what they're doing with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, they're just buying time until another WrestleMania comes and they can put the belt on him. And that's what that's what I feel like WWE's doing right it now. It it is. I no I no doubt agree with you. Who do you put him up against at Mania? I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to look forward here. It kind of looks like they're going to keep the strap on Rollins until Mania next year, so I wonder if it's Roman Rollins or Roman Rollins Ambrose and that triple threat that I want real bad. I I just don't know who you put him up against to where he's going to be the baby face and get cheered like they want him to be because I don't, I don't see it happening. Here's my fantasy book and the way it's going. If Rollins keeps that belt to Mania, do not be surprised if the WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt is not the main event. Something else is going to be the main event if Rollins is still the champ. I think, especially if The Rock's there, I, yep. I definitely don't think it's good. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't know, man. That's just, that's, that's just yeah. so unconventional. And it is, and it's sad to say that. It is, but you've seen they've been willing to do it, you know, before. Like, I think back to WrestleMania 28 when Punk should have had his main event. That was big, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know. I I can definitely see what you're saying, especially if Rocky's going to be there or, like, Mm -hmm. Taker's going to be there. Austin, probably, probably not. Who knows? I mean, I... The Rock better not be... I see where y'all coming from, but I still think the title is going to be the main event. I hope so. I hope so. You know what, too? And besides the the Undertaker match, all these other matches are speculated to be tag team matches. Yeah. So if a a tag team match is the last match of of WrestleMania, then golly. I mean, it's only happened happened once. It was um, the first WrestleMania was a tag match main event. It was... uh, Mr. Teen Hogan versus Piper and Orndorff. Yeah. That's the only, that, that's the one I can think of that was a tag match main event of Mania. Ronda 
That's the thing. It's it's gonna end up being whatever match is gonna sell the place. You know, whatever match is gonna draw. And I can tell you this: Dana White's not gonna have her in that ring working no longer than ten minutes. (laughs) If he if he lets it happen at all, like I think there's I think there's more positive for everybody involved for it to happen than to not happen. But I could easily see it not happening. I can I can honestly say that Dana White is a businessman, and the real problem I won't be probably. The, I don't think the problem is going to be Dana White after a while. I think after a while it's going to end up becoming Reebok. Because Reebok, Ronda Rousey, one of their cash cows, is going to be on another platform. Reebok's going to want to make sure that they have something to do with it or some type of a profiting scheme for them. So if it's not a, bit, a pill being able to be sold or something, that's going to be the real roadblock, if you ask me. Yeah, but I I think, you know, you see Brock wearing the Jimmy John stuff. I think they can make it work if they had to. Vince is clearly bending more on that. and If you can get Ronda Rousey there, I think you do whatever. Anybody who has a part to play, you do whatever they needs to be done to make it happen. But yeah. Why don't we... There's something telling me that still wouldn't be the main event. I think the title would always be the main event. Yeah, because they they don't. I don't believe they want to devalue the title. Well, and I I look back at WrestleMania eleven, you know, the main event with LT, and how universally with wrestling fans, that's not a main event that's looked big upon. I'm sure it was a big deal at the time with LT being involved with Bam Bam Bigelow, but not a lot of people go back and talk about that or watch that one. I've only seen that match once my entire life, and I've watched rewatched WrestleManias all the time, but. Why don't we move on to that um that triple threat divas match? I thought it was weird that they did not advertise that this was happening ahead of time. Like you knew the divas were going to be there. As you know, you talk about this divas revolu- revolution going on, then you don't even really book anything ahead of time. It seemed very rushed. But besides that, the match was excellent. It started out a little spotty and a little rough in terms of them getting their stuff together, but I thought everybody looked great. I like having Charlotte win it instead of Sasha because it gives a little more friction there. Um, instead of instead of reviewing it though, let me ask you guys this: Do we get a a triple threat? You know, teams of three tag match at SummerSlam. Yes. I think so. Yes. It's, I hope, it's, it's I too obvious. It is too obvious right now. That's, that's the way it's going to have it. But then, otherwise. But what if you did it this way? What if you did that match, but then said, whichever team wins, all the members of that team get to face the champion? And then it puts even more friction within Team Bella. Well, what do you think uh, Nikki whispered to the Brie before the match? She probably. Have, I mean, obviously, we ain't gonna know what exactly she said. But do you think that has anything to do with any sort of build up in the future? That's possible. I mean, because I didn't get the approach. It just seems like she she whispered. Like I thought we was gonna see twin magic, but that didn't happen. So I wonder, you know, did this did this whatever was whispered plays a part in in the future? It, it's entirely possible. I I'd like to think we see the Bellas mix it up one more time before they. Set off in the sunset because it doesn't seem like they're going to be around a, much longer. Maybe they go through Mania next year. Who knows? But a lot of people involved. And here's the thing. If you don't make Becky and Sasha and Charlotte a big part of whatever it is moving forward, you know, they're going to get forgotten about and then the steam's going to be lost. And then I look at people like Tamina and like Naomi. 
Alicia Fox. Like, there's not enough room for everybody unless they have multiple programs going. So I think they got to be very careful about what they're doing here. The only thing I don't like is that keep holding that belt on Nikki and hiding the fact that she's not defending it on these pay-per-views. She didn't defend it tonight, and I don't think she defended it at Money in the Bank, did she? Or am I wrong? Uh, I thought she had a match with Paige. And was, it, was it non-title or tag, something related? I'm, forgive me if I, but I don't remember. That's a great I, question. I, I, I don't like the fact that they keep on saying, oh, Nikki is 230 days champion. <laughs> They're trying to get something to rub AJ off so she's forgotten about. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a, I mean, they mentioned that she was the longest reigning, but Nikki was closing. And I think that's exactly what they're trying to do here. I'm pulling up Money in the Bank. So it's why, a look right why now. Why is this not fierce whenever she, like, shows that she has the belt? Why is this, like, the most irrelevant thing, like? Like, who cares? Well, I, just, I think people are ready for this. these NXT divas. I think they're kind of oh, yeah. over the Bellas, but and that they can turn it into a storyline like they're doing. I think that's fine. I'm looking at Money in the Bank, though. Nikki Bella did defend against Paige at Money in the Bank, so they, okay. she did defend at the last pay-per-view. That was twin magic. Well, and and she defended in that triple threat at the Beast in the East in Tokyo a couple weeks oh, ago, did. too. She did. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was uh, no match. <laughs> I'm just ready. I'm just ready for to see no more battles. <laughs> but you know what? I don't. I got a feeling that they're gonna try to push Charlotte too much because she's Ric Flair's daughter, and not because she's has the skill. She has the skill, but I think just because she's Ric Flair's daughter, they're gonna try to push her. I I can see what I can. The thing is, look at who's connecting out of the three of them, the three NXT divas the most. Sasha is just, she's a freaking natural man. Like she got her character down. The crowd reacts to her. She gets in there and acts like she belongs. Like it's, I don't know, man. And I not not just the fact that D Wayne got a crush on her, man. She just she's killing it. She's so good. Everything she does is believable. Did you, the spot I loved was when she set the um, two divas up in the corner for that plank thing she does where she stops them on the belly when they're planked up on the corner. She did like a double stack with Charlotte and Brie Bella. That was awesome. Excellent. Well, yeah, it was amazing. It was right? Yeah, it was. I guess we can say, you know, whether or not we agree kind of necessarily with what who's involved and what's happening. Like, I think we're all at least interested in the divas stuff right now. Agreed? Oh, very much so. Yeah. 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 That they they got more than five in. minutes. <laughs> they did? As long as, they, as long as they get more than five minutes, I'm cool. And Dr. M is very happy. Yes, he is. He's our resident diva expert. <laughs> but let, let, let's, let's see. I want to see how, how it's going to be booked at SummerSlam. Because if they're doing this right now and then at SummerSlam, you know, you get one of these shopping matches, then what? You... You guys are fair. I just thought about this. We're talking about the Divas match. Y'all haven't even let uh, Dr. M say anything about it. Dr. M, yeah. <laughs> get, out, get in there, man. Yeah, Uh, You know, I will just echo, I think, what we all thought about it. I thought it was a great match. Um, and I agree, especially with the comments about Sasha. She is, I think she's the best Diva in WWE right now. Amen. Uh, and, uh, you know, I expect to see her at WrestleMania 32 in April. Like, as, as good as she is in the ring, as well as she interacts with the fans, she's at the top of the game. Doc, she, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. She's not the best. She's definitely, 
she's she's up there. She's not the best. Who's um, the best? Um, it, because of you know because this person is getting the push, I consider her to be the best. But Naomi is absolutely the most gifted of them. And then, but I think Paige is the best right now still. Um, you know, she's she's kind of treading water a little bit. But let's think about her. Her glory days was you know when she first came up. She's solid, solid work. We just we, we're used to her now because you see her, but she's she's absolutely solid. I feel like cre- cre- that's more creative fault than what they're doing, Paige. It's just like that's, I think still trying to figure out what to do with her. Well, right now she's putting she's putting new talent over so that she has somebody to work with in the next two to three years. True. I think that's exact. I think she's playing her part to a T. But um, let me let me ask our resident diva expert a question here to kind of transition from this match, and then we'll move on. Um, Doctor M, do you see Sasha Banks or let me let me kind of leave it more open ended? Who do you see finally taking the title off of Nikki Bella? Uh, it'll probably be Charlotte, I think. You think so? Uh, because I mean, she does have that uh that flair heritage in her, and um. I mean, and it was set up, I think, a great main roster feud with, you know, any number of divas from Paige Naomi to Sasha, uh, if Sasha gets called up. Um, so I would think Charlotte would probably probably be the one. And then uh, one, <laughs> one more question. I'll throw this out. This might be totally random. I have a, I have a question after that, too. Well, why don't you do that first, and then I'll do mine. Go the, ahead. The transition to what you're saying, if that's the case, does Charlotte beat Sasha Banks at the next NST pay per view. Then, well, I think it's it's Bailey, Sasha in Brooklyn, from what I understand. It's, it's Bailey. Yeah, that's what I read. I, that, that might be kind oh. of a spoiler alert there, but I read that they're going to do Bailey, Sasha for the title at the next pay per view. That would take over to if get I'm the not, belt off her. If I'm not mistaken, I could have sworn with Sasha Banks and Charlotte just had a tag match together and then she challenged her for the belt afterwards? They did, and it happened last week on NXT well, and Sasha that, beat her. Uh, they just had that, well, I guess it was taped a while ago, but didn't they just have that match on uh, NXT? Yeah, they did this past week, and it was an excellent match. If you, if Listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, they worked like 20 minutes. It was real snug. Then there was the part at the end of the match where one of Charlotte's hair extensions comes out on the mat, and she picks it up, and while she's got Sasha in the figure four... She's smacking her in the face with her own hair extension. Um, I, I just love how tough they are sometimes. But um, before we move out of this match, out of the Divas talk, Dr. M, I want to ask your opinion on one more thing, and you guys can chime in too. You might remember back in TNA a couple years ago where they had so many talented women on the roster that they had the knockouts tag titles. Mm-hmm. Could you see... WWE introducing anything like that just to give more feuds and more things for the Divas to do? Uh, definitely not. No, uh, okay. I, mean, I, I shouldn't say I don't see them have because I, I imagine they can do anything, but uh, they shouldn't do it. Um, I think NXT and WWE are, are good. They probably have too many titles right now in WWE, to be honest. And... Um, while the Divas division is certainly picking up, it's not at the depth yet where tag team titles would make sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you, could you could you see it down the line or maybe not at all at this point? I I would be shocked if, in a, especially in a Vince McMahon run WWE, that ever happens. 
Yeah. I totally agree, Dr. M. Totally agree. Yeah. Well, we already talked about the next match on the card, which was Kevin Owens and John Cena. Um, and then we had this the segment with the Big Show and Miz because Ryback's out with a staph infection. So we had that triple threat for the IC title canceled. I imagine we'll see that at SummerSlam if Ryback gets healthy. Um, is, that, is that even worth noting? Bringing up staff infections again in the WWE? And CM Punk was the one that brought it up. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's a great point. And it's 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 so nice on a pay-per-view that I paid money for to see what Ryback had to say on Twitter, you know. I'm glad we had <laughs> we had to recap that for five minutes just to bring the this, Miz out to get punched out. This, this tweet sucks. Definitely ran by him. He he has no cut cards about how he what he says and you know grammar it's, or spelling. It, it, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a silly moment though about oh. about that segment. Great, let's hear it. I think the Miz is the best overall performer in the WWE right now because he can talk and he can go in the ring and literally if it wasn't for him coming out and selling that match I would you know I thought that was probably the greatest thing to keep, keep that feud going absolutely he talked about that five minute monologue about what Big Show and when Big Show came out and he was trying to change up he's just great in character so he to me he's the best overall performer right now when it comes to the talking and in-ring performance he can sell anything to me the funniest part of his promo is he comes out and he goes everybody please shut up and then everyone boos him and he goes Come on, I asked nicely. Please shut up. It's just like, that's so good. So how, how good. How about the big show hasn't been found since the attitude era? That was a great line. That was great. Yeah. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. I was like, that's a teacher moment right there. <laughs> Well, we put it off long enough. Uh, D-Wayne, you had really strong opinions uh, before we got on the air about the main event. I also, I know Celis and I and Dr. M, we were ta- talking before the rest of you guys got on. We, we said we weren't going to say too much. We're going to save it for the air. But D-Wayne, we had WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins um, defending against Brock Lesnar. We pretty much had Suplex City for the whole match. Um, Rollins kind of tried to play the speed game. Lights go out. Taker comes out. Choke slam. Tombstone. Tombstone. Rollins walks away with the title. You had problems with this. I also did. But let's hear from D Wayne first. All right. So here's my problem. And I, I guess a lot of people are going to agree with me. What is your purpose? It seems like you're setting up a match between Brock Lesnar and Undertaker versus. I mean, at SummerSlam. And to me, that's a waste because at the end of the day, nobody's going to remember this match at SummerSlam. Every, if you're going to do this match, do that WrestleMania. Yep. You know, let Undertaker get some redemption because, again, Brock Lesnar beat him in the history at WrestleMania. So, again, what are, you, what are you trying to do? Are you setting this up so that we can hear Paul Heyman complain, blase, blase, yada, yada, and you're doing this for WrestleMania, or is this just a waste? And I think it's just a waste. Mm. Um, again, it's, it's probably something to say to keep the belt on Seth, but is it really the right thing to do right now? Uh, I don't think so. I, th- 
that if that's not a rhetorical question, I think um, I it's kind of kind of a head scratcher to hear you say that. But so you think that he should get redemption at WrestleMania? So that is so cliche. So we got to hear your mouth say, "Oh, we all know what's going to happen here," and then it happens. So if it does happen at SummerSlam. Does anybody have a clue who will win it initially right now? Because if the Undertaker lose, it doesn't hurt him because it's not at the almighty uh, WrestleMania where he always wins. You know, so it's just like, I think it's a great time to do this because it is a match that will be very desirable, but it also leaves the car open for Sting Taker for WrestleMania, which I think will be a bigger draw than Brock Lesnar Undertaker. And for the the sake of the Undertaker's health, which obviously it didn't look too stellar today by struggling to pick him up for the tombstone, I think why he's conditioned and cleared to do it now, then do it now. Because you don't know what's going to happen within a whole year. That's a good point. It's it's a waste. This is a waste. This is like, uh, it's a waste. What are you doing to me? Like, what are you doing to me? It's it's not it's, you don't have much room with the taker. He did he wasn't he was not able to build his view up last year for WrestleMania. Bray Wyatt had to not. carry it itself. So you have to do it again with somebody else that can carry a few Paul Heyman. This, so this it's just not exciting to me. It's just like like I said, this is your opportunity to keep the belt on Seth Rollins. So oh, let's bring back the Undertaker. It's not because oh he's healthy right front back. It's because let's 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 be real. It's because they don't want Brock Lesnar to have the belt right now because they're trying to save some of his dates. I can't argue with that. I have one one sentence to describe this, and you guys may or may not agree with this, but this is how I felt about it. And I've been thinking about it the whole time while people doing the podcast. I feel that WWE has disrespected the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which is supposed to be the number one prize in this company. And you're telling me that two part-time performers worth more than your WWE champion? Of course. And I don't like that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, we. You just said it so matter-of-factly. That was awesome. Let's, let's be real. Let's hey, let's let's be honest with you. Unless the belt is on John Cena, who really cares about a WWE title? I mean, we care as wrestling fans. <laughs> but think about it. Brock, Brock
just didn't fit my my attention span at the time. I was just too worried about who was the best talker in the in the in the uh, company at the time, which was the Rock and Stone Cold. So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to vibe to your thoughts about saying it's disrespectful, but I'm I'm just not. I can't. I don't get that same impression. Yeah. All right. So to the common wrestling fan, yes, it is disrespectful because you always want your your main belt to have some type of value. So it is disrespectful from a from a wrestling fan standpoint. But from a business standpoint, that's which they care about the most. It's not disrespectful. All right. Let me ask this question. Oh, go ahead, Doctor. You go ahead. We haven't spoken on it yet. I think Seth is has been built as the champion who escapes all the time. And so, um, you know, he's not going to have, you know, the same sort of, of championship aura about him that maybe some of the guys in the Attitude Era had. But at the same time, um, I don't know. I don't feel like the, the WWE title is uh, sort of less important right now. But uh, I think there is something to be said about the fact that, yeah, it is these part-time timers that are, that are bringing in, you know, the most attention, the most money. So, uh, so I have I a know. question, and I guess this is the question. Do you think right now Seth Rollins Seth is devaluing the WWE Championship? If he's being built as the champion that always escapes, is he, devalu- is he devaluing it? No. No, because Edge... No, just finisher? Yeah. That's, that's what messed it up. Edge made a pretty good it's run at being champion doing the same thing as the ultimate opportunist gimmick. I don't think it devalues it. I think it's just another character with the title. And if he, if he's becoming that despicable that he always escapes, people are going to want to pay money to see him lose. And that's the mark yep. of a good heel champion. So, no, I don't think and, he's devaluing it. And Eddie Guerrero. And I, I, I agree with Dr. Endpoint exactly. That's how you build his character to be. Then, you know, that's what it's going to be. Yep. I, I have really big problems with what happened tonight and it has nothing to do with the title. Or the fact that whatever, ha- I mean, on the periphery it does, but here's my take on it. I want to hear what you guys think about this. Brock Lesnar, for all intents and purposes, since he's kind of come back on his quest against the authority and Seth Rollins, would we, can we say that he's the number one baby face that's o- in terms of overness in the company? Can we say uh, that's, that's I, fair? I was going to say this. Yep. Okay. We're selling... Suplex City shirts in every city. We got them personalized for Chicago, for Atlanta, for D.C. area. Okay. Number one baby face in the company, in my opinion. No one gets cheered more. Okay. You put him up against your top heel in what was billed as a real big fight. Even look at the poster. Rollins versus Lesnar. Big red letters. St. Louis, Battleground, 2015. And they have a knockdown, drag-out battle at Battleground. I, th- I think I lost count after 14 suplexes. Did anybody get a final count before I continue? I think it was 14. And that's when the Undertaker, that's when the Undertaker uh, came out. Yeah. And, you know. Notice, by the way, keep track of this in the future, no one's going to get past 16 because that's what Cena took. Just saying that right now. It's SummerSlam last year. Okay. So you got your heel and you got your baby face. Brock Lesnar looks like he's just about to win. And then Undertaker comes out and costs Brock the title, your number one baby face, as well as helps the top heel keep the title. (laughs) Okay. So then let's say we're building to the inevitable match with Undertaker Lesnar 
SummerSlam, and I get the point of it. Undertaker's looking to avenge the loss at WrestleMania 30 as well as the breaking of his undefeated streak at WrestleMania. So now people are going to cheer Taker. You saw it happen at the end of the pay-per-view. Undertaker chants and one more time for the Tombstone chants. So are we just going to throw away our number one babyface and his momentum here? Like, what's the point? I'm so conflicted. Can anybody explain it to me? Because I don't get it. Yeah, he's a part. He's a part timer, man. So you can do anything you want with part timers. You can take him away, bring him back four months, and you can make him heel or face, depending on what you want to do. Well, he's not kind of part timer right now because his name is definitely booked for some upcoming live events. But no, I I was gonna I was gonna mention this in the very beginning. Like you're gonna a Brock without some type of heel turn, and you're gonna do this. Like I, this makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, and didn't Undertaker. But uh, when he first got in the ring and they started throwing blows, didn't Undertaker like hit Brock with a low blow? Yes. <laughs> so like, I, I I don't know who's a heel or a face anymore because that is not a face move. So. Um, and I guess maybe the yeah, point maybe the really point good. is that it doesn't really matter who's heel or face. It's more the story of him avenging the undefeated streak because Paul Heyman sure's been bringing that up a lot lately, and that's fine. But I'll go back to what yeah. Dean Wayne said. If you're going to do it, avenge it at WrestleMania. I know that maybe people want to see Taker Sting, but like this doesn't really mean a whole lot if it doesn't happen at WrestleMania. I am totally on your side on that, Dean Wayne. And I can see the other side of the coin. You Like like you said, 2 chains, do it while he's healthy. Let's do it at SummerSlam. We'll sell some network subscriptions. But I don't know... It just doesn't feel the same. I think, and and Celis and I were even texting about that. He said maybe we're going to see Taker interfere, and then we get Taker Brock at SummerSlam. It's like why, why not have that at Mania? Yep. As much as I don't even really want to see that rematch, it's it's so so cliche. Yeah. But you change, like you said, like WWE is trying to make most opportunities now. You can see, like for example. We could have said Brock and Seth Rollins came too early, and now we're going to say that Undertaker Brock Lesnar is coming too early. They're just trying to make the best out of what they can do right now. It seems like creative is panicking in a way that they're trying to bring stuff now because they're not sure if it's going to be available later. I but guess. like I like I said, like short term booking. Yeah, it is. It's short term booking. I, like I said, if that match was for WrestleMania, everybody know Brock loses. It doesn't even hurt Brock. It just helps the Undertaker. Then Undertaker can retire. It's like, oh, he's redeemed himself at WrestleMania for his last match. match. End of story. Nobody wants to see a cliche match like that. Just that's great. Point. Look how, look how big it was when Brock won. It's like one of the most memorable things ever. Like. People, some people still aren't physically recovered from it at that moment. Cannot believe it happened. Like, this almost never going to be a WrestleMania moment as big as that. Like, wow, y'all really let Brock Lesnar in this street? So if you do the reverse, we know what's going to happen. It's the same thing with Kevin Owens, Cena, part two. It was no way Kevin Owens was going to win two matches against Super Cena's uh, level four. So, if you put the Steve Undertaker match, now you got theories you can talk about for WrestleMania. You can be like, look, 
can can the Undertaker afford to lose another WrestleMania? Can Sting afford to lose another WrestleMania? Yes. So how mm-hmm. so how does this happen? So you know, this theorize that. Now, I know you heard the rumors about Sting Bray Wyatt for SummerSlam, which makes sense because Bray Wyatt happens to be another form of Kofi Kingston, somebody that can work with you know these people. Uh, very safe wrestler. So it works for Sting. It works for his image. It works for his character. It works for the fact that Undertaker fought Bray Wyatt. It all works right there. And then you mm-hmm. think about, well, Undertaker, we still want him to fight Brock, but when, how, and how much, how much longer does he have on this body? Do it now. Operation Do It Now. And then you got two people up in their age that always wanted to fight each other on the biggest stage ever. Do it. It works for the both of them. Well, then here's yeah, and to build off a, uh, I'm sorry to uh, to build off a two chains point like that match at WrestleMania 30 between Brock and Taker, yeah, it was memorable. But the only memorable thing about it was the result. Yeah, because otherwise that match was terrible. We, <laughs> we were there, and I was bored. It was terrible. It was it was very slow. Um, it was you know the crowd was dead, and so in some sense. I'm not looking forward to any sort of interaction between them in the future, but at the same time, I want it to happen just so they can get it over with. Yeah, uh, because I, I don't want to see it again at WrestleMania, uh, like Two James said. And uh, if it has to happen, let's just make it happen now and get it over with. I'll say so. Let's let's go back to what uh, Two James was saying in this whole booking, and what from what I get from Two James is this this whole booking is going to lead to Sting and Undertaker. At WrestleMania, well, if if it leads to that, then to me it's just it's too obvious that you're going to let Sting win because you're not going to sit up here and have Triple H eat him at WrestleMania one year, then next year he loses to the Undertaker. I don't see that happening. You can make that same argument with the Undertaker, though. Sure, sure. Yeah, That's... but he but he beat Bray Wyatt last year. Yeah, He's not like going to sit here. He's not going to sit here and say, "Oh, and lose one, lose basically, you know, what I'm saying two WrestleManias in a row." It's not going to happen. So it, my thing is, while we, it's to me, it, the result at the end of the day is obvious. It's just a matter of how you get there. Here and here's why, and here's my point with that. How you think they're going to? How you think they're going to book that match? It's going to be exactly how it should have been booked last year. Undertaker was the face of WWE, not no Triple H. Are they serious? Like Undertaker was the main guy, the mm-hmm. main, the main dark guy. The main, he was the counterpart to Sting in WCW. They, they know it. They both know it. They always mm-hmm. say that I looked over, I saw me as you, and you as me. They, they both knew that. So they're gonna mm-hmm. book it with all the WWE Network promos and all the Monday Night Wars new episodes and interviews mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be booked like that with that being said do you think they're going to let the WWE lose no. just like I, I do I do and this is because think about it you think Sting will come over without him having to win somewhere they they promised him something what we don't know they did promise him something I'll tell you exactly I, what they promised him they promised him a paycheck and that's why he's there <laughs> Yep. And there is no way Taker will ever lose to Sting in any capacity in a WWE I, ring. I, that is I, I absolutely so. crazy. I so. No, I think so. I will. I, I, I will bet so. you a thousand Kevin Owens shirts, brother. I promise you. There's no way that's but, happening in Vince's know, ring. 
Kevin always tries to have lost value. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't doubt you on that. That's why. I, that's why I bet a thousand because I knew they could get them cheap. You know. Hey, D Wayne, huh? I know you appreciate this. The rumor, the rumor has it that um, for the Wrestler Observer newsletter, Vince McMahon has already decided the Undertaker's WrestleMania 32 opponent in his head, and it either will be Sting or Brock Lesnar. So, as you being a Vince McMahon advocate. How do you, how, who do you think is going to be his opponent out of the two, and how is Isaac going to You want me to be honest with you, as a Vince McMahon advocate, as, 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 if I was Vince McMahon, you would have to go with Sting versus Undertaker. Okay. You have to. There's no other option. See? So that's, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, why, that's how I'm feeling. Like, it's, it's, all, it's all starting to make sense, like, why, why this is happening right now. Let me, uh... Can can we can we even set that aside? Let me just ask this to kind of wrap up battleground. It seems, for all intents and purposes, we got Lesnar and Taker keeping each other busy at SummerSlam. You got Roman Reigns still mixed up with Bray Wyatt. Dean Ambrose probably involved with that. You got Cena and Owens and Cesaro and Rusev busy. Maybe Dolph comes back to face Rusev. Maybe not. Who is going to be working Rollins for the title? <laughs> Any, anybody like I seriously can't think of who's working Rollins for the title I don't want to see Dean again I, it can't be that I do not want no, to see that no I think Dean's going to tag with Roman I don't think he's going to be near the title yeah. uh, oh. you know what at this point I don't know it's... Sting no Kevin Owens no. no no he just tapped a Cena for a secondary title no way doesn't matter He's a good talker. He gets in the ring and he'll tell like I'm not worried about Cena no more. I mean it's irrational, but could it? I don't know. It's heel heel. I kind of doubt it, but and it would be too it would be too early to pull the trigger with uh, Triple H. I think. Yeah. yeah way, way too early. early. Way too early. Uh, that's a great point too. So who like honestly? Do you, is it Kane? Because the he didn't he kind of beat up Kane uh, on the last Raw. <laughs> Hey, if it's Kane, I'm not watching wrestling for two months. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Who else is it? But Kane has a broken Out. ankle, right? Yeah. yeah. He's gonna have to heals fast. It heals fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? At this point, and that's the thing that that got me with this match is just like you leave Seth Rollins hanging. That's trying to figure out his opponent when you have all these people into programs, you know, like, the only free people you really have is Dean Ambrose, and we saw that, we saw that before, so, I mean, wh- where do we go from here? Again, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt is devalued. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I just think that, that, whatever happened tonight should have had a natural progression leading into SummerSlam, because it's one of your top four shows of the year, and yeah. I don't, I I mean, we we were all kind of assuming, you know, the the match would end in a schmaz, which it did. But we didn't see Taker coming back and getting involved. We kind of thought we'd see Lesnar Rollins too. The heel Taker at that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. And the the other I, thing, the other thing, just real quick that I marked out on in that that Lesnar Rollins match. Whenever Rollins got offense, it was with super kicks. I I was having flashes of the Young Bucks there. They're trying to have their own super <laughs> kick party on the WWE Network, but I digress. Yeah, I, boys in there I love so the Young Bucks, man. 
don't know. Tombstone City was kind of on deck for a little bit too. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, I don't know how many tombstones take you to get up if you can barely lift them up, man. Just one and he done. Looks, he looks old, like he seems to look, look ten years older than he did at WrestleMania. <laughs> what was up with his hair, though? He's I, got I like the that. old man golf course haircut you know going on. There's the funny thing about it. Is, let's get straight. The funny thing about it is, if you type in Seth Rollins. SummerSlam 2015. You see a lot of articles, quite a quite a bit, that says that uh, Seth Rollins might do a a baby face turn and fix Triple H. Don't 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 see why that works. I don't know how they get there by then either. It's just I don't know because it's not like Seth Rollins shamed anybody. He he had a good showing and like the match you know, was interfered with. So you can't, like, put blame on Seth Rollins for disgracing the authority or anything outside of the stuff he pulled with Kane on Raw. But, like, I don't... Okay, well, well let's, let's, be, let's be serious now. This, this is SummerSlam we're talking about, so we have to have a top-tier wrestler. Who is broken out of their view right now that works? I don't know. Are talking about top people? I don't know. Like, you know what? I'll give you one. I'll give you one. You may not like this one. John Cena. Or Randy Orton. I was going to say either one of them. Here, okay, what about this? And maybe this is totally snowballing. It was the only other thing I can think of besides either Kane or maybe a John Cena. What about this? Daniel Bryan. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Very risky. I'm not saying, like, put him in harm's way if he's still hurt. I'm saying, what if he's finally cleared? I think I think Daniel Bryan is only risky to himself. I think any wrestler that's top tier he'd be safe with. Long as it's not Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But well, I, I don't know if I want to see that match anymore. Maybe I did a year ago, but. But you know okay. you can't you can't put Daniel Bryan against Seth Rollins because obviously he loses because he can't carry the belt. Okay, so this is what I'm reading. And this is basically a, a month ago, and I see a, like an article to about a few weeks ago that WWE officials plan on doing a Seth Rollins um, face turn and putting him against Triple H. But how do you set up a face like that in four weeks? I don't yet. Yeah, less know. than no, it's even less than four weeks. Well, no, That's no, you're right. It's about weeks. four weeks. It's still July. About four weeks. You're right. Uh, I, I mean. Uh, Something dramatic has to happen. I'm not sure if I would agree with Seth Rollins becoming a face just like that. Daniel Bryan, I, I think maybe that's where they head. Otherwise, you know, we keep hearing the rumors that Sting's going to have a SummerSlam match. That's the only place that you could slot him in at this point. I don't I, know where else you put Sting. Nah, you Sting, Bray Wyatt. I mean, but Bray Wyatt's busy with Roman, and Sting does have history with Rollins if you think back to Survivor Series last year. Yeah, I mean... If I mean, you if you really Br- think about it, it's 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 really not anybody out there for him to face. So you, you're really gonna have to figure out who does he have a relationship with and who would be the easiest for him to face right now. Kane. And it might not be it might not be someone that we like. Kane. But I, yeah, it might it might be Kane. Kane. You know, say you know. But has, yeah, but think of be, think of how long they've been building that tension between the two of them, like three months. Yes, but, yeah, so it has to be someone that they can do a quick, a quick, you know, a quick match again. Someone mask, that mask came. Only way mask came. Well, yeah, mask. yeah, absolutely. Hey, do y'all keep forgetting that uh, Ray 
Kawhi is the automatic feud maker. It doesn't take him anything to be in and out of a feud before you know it. <laughs> like that's true. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like this feud with uh, Ronald Reigns could be done. Like over. Like it's not right done. now. It's not done like, right now. They're gonna have one more match. Why? 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 Because it builds to what? Nothingness. It doesn't build to nothing. It's a personal rivalry. It's just. It's just the ending of it. Yeah. You got to do it. You got to have it be a tag with Dean. I mean, I, I think that does work, absolutely. But Bray Wyatt, like, he just comes in, dude, all right, I'm gone. Don't worry about this ever again. Like, yeah. The crazy thing about his views is I don't even remember any of them because they just happened. And then it's just like, well, well that was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they'll make Roman Cena. They'll make Roman feud with Luke Harper. <laughs> Jericho. Oh, gosh. Well, how about this? Let's um. Obviously, we're all gonna watch Raw tomorrow night. Let's revisit this on our midweek episode and just kind of we can evaluate. Hopefully, we'll know by then where they're going with Seth, where they're going with Roman Reigns, where they're going with Kevin Owens at this point, where they're going with Undertaker and Lesnar. I think it's all gonna get. I'm definitely interested in seeing what they do on Raw tomorrow night, but I it's just so much tonight. I would have done oppositely, but I, I was still entertained. Let's just go. We'll go down the road real quick so we can kind of put a bow on this thing. Uh, let's give our ratings. We'll start with Dr. M. Um, so, up until Kevin Owens tapped out, I would have given the show probably a 9 out of 10. Um, but from that point through the rest of the show, I would probably take that down to about a 3. And so, uh, I think overall, my rating would probably be about a 7. Okay. D-Wayne? You know what? I'm going to since we started this podcast and every pay per view that we have did a review on, I normally grade it on a, a garbage scale because every single pay per view has been garbage since we started this. I am actually going to, you know, give this one a decent, and it really is a decent, a decent review, and it's actually going to be a number. I'll give it. The same as Doc Man. I'll give it a seven. Okay. Uh, two chains. Three sevens is a good number at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> so, that'll be mine. So I think it was solid. Um, it was entertaining. Uh, just some of the rumors came to, came to life, so that's kind of a little bit discouraging. But then again, you know, it was it, it happened, so it was cool. But whatever. Okay. But yeah, seven. I have. I, I really don't have many too many complaints. The tapping. Was an issue for me as well, but it wasn't as big as the issue as um, Seth Rollins being F5, the lights go out, the Undertaker's in the ring, and Seth Rollins, I, I don't know, maybe he evaporated because I didn't even see him like get out or anything. So, I don't know. I, I do hear people do do the Mega Man in real life, but I, I guess that's what happened. Turns into particles. Or he put on the Ant Man suit, maybe. So. Yeah, sell us. You know, two chains. I have to really think about what you said in reviewing because, like you said, it is battleground. It's not SummerSlam. It's not Royal Rumble. It's not WrestleMania. So it is a throwaway pay per view. But my thing is, why throw away a pay per view when you're trying to make sure you're using the pay per views as your selling point for your network? That's my negative point. But 
overall, I would give it a five. If you have a Divas match that legitimately goes 15 minutes where I'm intrigued at every single minute, I can't grade it lower than a five. So I would put the five as my minimum, and that's going to be my grade. Okay. I'll go. I'll kind of hedge in between you guys, and I'll give it a six. Um, I was texting with um, I can't remember who I was texting. One of you guys, and I was saying how I liked each match that came after a little bit more than the one that preceded it. It's kind of old school booking where it kind of got a little bit better, a little bit better. Um, my my two big things, obviously, the Kevin Owens tap out. None of us like that. And I also, you know, they did such a great. They did such a yeah. <laughs> They did such a great job building this uh, Brock Lesnar versus Rollins in the authority thing. And then to not, there's just been so many pay-per-views this year where we didn't really get a resolute ending. And maybe they're going to pick back up with Brock versus Rollins down the line. But I guess I just don't see the point in like, we build it, we build it, we take each guy in the authority out. So it's just Rollins and then Undertaker out of nowhere. I, I just, it didn't sit right with me. I don't know... Again, one of those things I just would have done it oppositely. So I'll, I'll hedge and I'll give it a six. We will be back with you guys for our midweek episode in a couple days. We will definitely react to all the goings on uh, and the progressions from Battleground as we move forward on Raw towards SummerSlam. For the rest of the crew, this is Aaron, Big Gold Belt Podcast. We'll catch you guys in a couple days. Take care. of the Big Goat Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at BGB Group or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt. Email us at Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.